Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today. I think I already know what you're going to say, and I'm so excited. Let's see if I'm right. Honestly, I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> did you pre Did you pre prepare? Is what I was going to say, but I think that's a little redundant, considering pre is right there in the word prepare. Prep prep. It, did you prep prep for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like being prepared, right? And then there's Which being, being pre prepared. Because you're like preparing to be prepared. I am always preparing <laughs> to be prepared, except I never prepare for We're this. We're always prepared to put the her in. If there's something pre- I should. Prepared. <laughs> prepared. Oh, it's. It doesn't fit. Um, Based off of the rules that we nope. arbitrarily create as we go. Okay. Anyway. I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> prepare her. That prepare prepare her would have been better. Um, I was going to say, (laughs) because I just looked down at my screen and this word was there. Which means I might. Okay. And I was like, I could make that work. (laughs) I believe in you. Okay. Let's do this again. How do I, how do I start? Good morning, afternoon, Mm -hmm. wherever you are. Welcome to the show. We are here today. To put the her in hernycomb. <laughs> like a honeycomb? <laughs> Sounds like hernia. I thought hernia. You, I thought you were going <laughs> A honeycomb. I thought you because were going to we say pl- plegiant. Ple- oh, plegiant. <laughs> Can we say I did that? Well, you just did. Okay. Good nope. enough for me. Okay. Everyone edit this in your brain. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the sound guy yeah, to edit we're it. we're not. I yeah. want you to personally in your heart edit this <laughs> as you listen. And what you heard me say was the she and pledge. Is that she maybe aunt. in the next episode we should be like, today we're here to put the she in. And then everyone, everyone just in else their own fills it out. And their own <laughs> I don't have to do this anymore. While they do dishes or something, they yeah. just come up with the, the one that they, yeah. Mm-hmm. The okay. one that they, uh, they have been yelling whenever we can't. Think it's, of one when we're saying hernico, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh wait, no, I have one hernia." <laughs> this episode's perfect for talking about hernias. It really is. <laughs> Could not be a better time to talk about that. You're the second person to ask me today if I prepare my she's and hers, which is kind of hilarious because it's not a question I get often, right? Because it's clear that I don't. <laughs> well, it's just sometimes. I think at this point they're all ridiculous. Yeah. But sometimes you have you have one written. Yeah. In sometimes your notes. I'm like, oh, this is what I remember to say that. Right. But that hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> okay. Well, you're playing it off very well. Thank you. Well, this one is really hard. <laughs> Nothing on the screen in front of me was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely uh-huh. zero of right. it was helpful. You're like, so it was none of my notes have the letter R or, or H, H or E. Literally none. 
I, I did write confusion somewhere. She and I mean, even that. Do I? There used I actually know this because five years ago, <laughs> I discovered that you can absolutely find word lists on the internet. Yeah. Like, if you want to find a word containing she or her, yes, uh-huh. there's websites yeah. for that. Yep, they exist. <laughs> they for, exist. They exist for cheaters, Scrabble cheaters. players or something. Yeah, and so I used to just go to one of those lists and, like, find a word that I thought was somewhat fitting. And then, you know, that wasn't so exciting anymore. Now I need my life to be more exciting. <laughs> well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hurt everyone's ears <laughs> in the meantime. Anyway, my name is Summer Yeager. <laughs> Here with my beautiful co-host Joy, and um, what I found out today, because I don't, I don't, um, I think all of our relationships with social media has changed. Like, you know, when you get on Facebook and they're like, "Here's your memories from ten years ago," and you read it, and you're like, "Who was I?" <laughs> 10 years yeah. ago like all of us we don't interact with social media no the same mm-hmm. um and i actually have been thinking lately like why do i post anything on facebook at all like what's the point that's what i've been doing <laughs> i've decided it's mostly so that like for myself right <laughs> like as like a little log book of yeah. like things that are cool uh-huh. that like i want to see in right. my memories yeah I think that's what it's be- kind of mm-hmm. become is like this weird live journal esque type right. thing almost. Which is just what I mean, because uh, live journal is just evidence that that's what we want to do. Have all always wanted. Yeah, I just want to remember some things mm-hmm. from last year, two years ago. It's like fun. Yeah. Like today in my memories, it was the first time I posted about uh, being pregnant with Janny. And like that's just a sweet memory. Yes. Like, oh, this time seven years ago. I was telling people, right. hey, I'm pregnant, you yeah. know, like that's fun. Right. Well, anyway. there's so much that it takes so much less effort to document yeah. things now. We have a phone that kind of documents things for us, or at least it yeah. like holds the information and then yeah. feeds it back to us. Well, in and a way I've been thinking more... about that, which is like, is that wise? Well, I think there's something, I think that there is, well, first of all, I'm Joy and I'm here oh, yeah. with my beautiful co-host Summer. I'm not meaning to get deep on this. No, no, no. I just mean like my- I agree with you that I think there is, there is something to be said about, there used to be a time when you had, to, in order to keep a record of something, you had to intentionally- go write it down you had to intentionally crack open your journal every single day do you remember scrapbooking oh and then scrapbooking wow that was a whole industry it's still an industry but it was a i mean that was a whole thing it was and yeah uh you would you had to get your photos developed you couldn't just store them on your phone for an eternity and then (laughs) randomly start deleting them when you're running out of space but that's what i mean is that you said store it on your phone for eternity. Yeah, I have thousands of pictures on my phone. But if I lost my phone, if I lost my, you know, cloud or wherever I'm keeping all these photos, I wouldn't have any photos. Right. So the thought I've been having lately is 
should I invest in some sort of product where I have printed copies of my photos? Because some of the... Well, they do that for you too now. Yeah. But some of like the sweetest things, like, I, I don't know. I'm sure we all contemplate what we would take out of our house if it was on fire. Right. And there's a couple things aside from my children that I would if I had, right. if I could. Right. And if the question is not listen i'm not recommending <laughs> that you all try to save all of your keepsakes but i'm saying like you've all we've all thought like what would i want to put in my like box Trick question <laughs> you take the fire out of your house if i can take one thing it would be i grab the, the fire and throw it out in the yard gotcha the point is okay I'll, let me change this if your house burned down what would you be sad other than your children right. and your pets right. that you lost and you know some of those items for me are like old photo albums from my grandma yeah and then i thought oh well i don't have mm -hmm. any photo albums for my yeah. kids or my grandkids because I think, well i think to some extent i think what we would realize is that a lot of the things we document we don't actually care right. about to keep right so we increase documentation because because of these because yeah it's so easy yeah. and can and like we don't even have to be like what was i doing 12 years ago today your phone's just like hey would you like Here's to what know you what you were doing 12 years ago today click on your push notification yes um but at the same time it's like there is like you said there are these little surprises there is we're able to document so much more yeah. whereas that picture I sent you last night. Yes. Yeah. I was just like randomly, I was looking through pictures from 2019 and I'm scrolling and then there's suddenly this fat yeah. baby face. Tiny. Tiny round baby face. And Eric was like, who is that? I mean, because it was, <laughs> yeah. it was September 15th. Right. Like little. She was one brand day. new <laughs> yeah. and I was just like it's Georgia and you know like I just never it was fun to come across that right like I forgot about that mm -hmm. picture entirely and so in a way a part of it is the forgetting yeah it's like and the rediscovering yeah, yeah yeah so I don't know there's obviously pros and cons um but yeah I, I really think I I really think I I want to invest in some sort of not like invest like I want to spend a ton of money to right. but like I want to find well maybe that's the best way is to do a little bit of both yeah is to not just exclusively do one or the other because yeah. there's also a time where if I wanted to show Georgia a video of her as a baby I'd have to be like all right break out the VHS player right or come watch it on this tiny right. one by one screen right <laughs> like it's really cool that. I can just flip open my phone. Something cool for Janny because she ha she had such a severe speech right. problem. Uh, being able to just hear her own voice from a few years ago, right, and hear how far she's come, and that we can do that at the at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. um, and Which made you more like if you don't have to haul out the whole batteries and the tape and the, Oh, it's not working and the, this and the turning and the, okay. Right. And so now it's wrong. Cause it's still not working. Right. You just click on something click and then I know. So you probably have so many more right. videos than you would if it had been, you have more harder. of a connection in a way right. to the past. It feels closer. Mm -hmm. Like it feels so much. You have closer. more of a connection that can be, yeah. So there's super pros and official. cons. Yeah. I don't like when people get super like, oh, everything modern is so bad and it's stripping us of this, this and that. Because it's just not true. Like there's so many ways in which. <laughs> it's making us all antisocial. And it's like, no, people are 
people are communicating across the world more than they've ever they ever have before yeah if you're sinful about it then right that's a problem but yeah i just think there is something to having that physical copy that i can like pass down like my grandma's not here anymore but i can still see like what her life was like yeah you know and that's just really cool and i can share that with my kids i do feel like we have this we don't mm, we don't live like our grandparents did like we don't live in the same houses like they got married they moved into a house that they pretty much planned on staying in staying in which means they bought well and they did a lot of the options like there were less furniture options the quality of furniture was different different so you bought things with the intention of keeping them forever and so i do think we have a bit of a weird relationship with keepsakes because it's like well i can't keep that forever i can't keep everything high turnover like i can't keep everything that was left to me forever Right. And so that means you're constantly mm-hmm. prioritizing, which I guess is why we created digital yeah. stuff because we were like, okay, that seems much more manageable. Yeah. But at the same time, it takes <sighs> just one wrong move and then all of our digital stuff is completely gone. I don't know what's super manageable <laughs> about the 14,000 photos I have on my phone. I might have undershot that number a little bit. Um, Apple is just like, what is. <laughs> We're just going to come out with a new phone. I mean. Oh, that's not working. We're just going to come up with a cloud that everyone just shoots their I was talking to my friend. I was talking to my friend yesterday and I went and messaged her on Signal. And then it was like, so-and-so doesn't have Signal anymore. And I was like, what? So I messaged her some other way. And she was like, yeah, I had to delete signal because I don't have any more space on my phone because of all my pictures. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to figure that out today and then I'll download signal. And I was like, friend, bestie, um, it's going to take you at least a week. <laughs> well, now to figure this now out, you can just <laughs> now when Google will just be like, would you like to clear up some room on your phone? Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, yes, but that's going to take time. And it's like, here, I've just scanned everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. these are all screenshots and yeah. recipes and stuff. Yeah. Would you like to delete those? And I'm like, no. What if there's a recipe <laughs> in there? That I, no, I, no, I don't want to delete that. I need from that. seven years ago that I like. I don't want to delete it at all. <laughs> I, you know, like, so in a weird way, it's created this like. I think Pinterest was supposed to be the solution to this. But now Pinterest is such a dinosaur. And there's yeah. so much junk on there. I like logged into my Pinterest the other day because I just like wanted to delete it. I like mm-hmm. didn't want it to exist anymore. Yeah. I was just like, this is horrible. It's probably not possible. Everything here is horrible. The All the recipes I saved are dog food. Like <laughs> why? I don't want to remember who I was in 2014. <laughs> why did I think that was good? <laughs> that was disgusting. A good thing Pinterest isn't like, you remember, you want to hear what you pinned yeah. 10 years ago? <laughs> no. You're you like, guys, oh, I like go look at your dream. Yeah, go look at your dream wedding board from 2012, and tell me you don't want to like jump off of a cliff, okay? <laughs> like that. That just got me thinking. I was like, man, I need to invest in some more like timeless pieces because I need some more timeless recipes, right? right. Because this is embarrassing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Delete the screenshots. Just let them go. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, Just and that's go. the thing I think is there is delete the pins. <laughs> there are things worth holding on to, 
and there are things oh. you just gotta let go <laughs> man it's made what a me weird re- time we live in i know it's really made me think about just like style in general and i don't know i'm having to face all of that because my my girls are getting older mm-hmm. so their clothing choices are more influenced by their personality yeah and just watching them even go through their own kind of like ideas about style and how to look feminine and pretty and well and even that is such a recent (sighs) phenomena which is like you just the the idea of self-expression through clothing choices or decor right it's just made me come to this conclusion that there are some things that there are some things there are some options that are timeless that you can just be like this looks good today and it's still going to look good in 10 years. And honestly, right. that's what you should be going for because how many of us are like, oh, look at my hair choices. Look at my, oh, right. you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> Which is really, I mean, honestly, uh, what this whole conversation is about is uh, marketing versus actual preference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the two seem a little hard to separate yeah. because a lot of what we, yeah, a lot of what our culture likes mm-hmm. is kind of fed to us. Oh, totally. And so you have to, there's this, and of course, when you, in the moment, when you like something, you're like, I just like it. It's, I'm not, right. I don't like I'm it not because, being influenced. because a celebrity <laughs> likes it. Okay. All right. Okay. No, I'm sh- no, no, no. I'm sure all the research we've done on how marketing really works. I'm sure all it that's doesn't just apply to you. You are just it's everyone but you. Mm-hmm. Everyone edit this out. This is a great segue. <laughs> we could just keep going. Um, you guys didn't hear that. Uh, this is a highly produced. Everyone edit this show. out. <laughs> that's my new edit button. <laughs> just, I'm never gonna be like, hey, erase everything you, guys- you just. <laughs> No, this is, I think we're kind of already talking about what we wanted to talk about a little bit in a way. Like your brain is Google. Would you like <laughs> <Yeah>. to delete? <laughs> would delete, you like to free up space in your brain? Delete the part where I acknowledge that this is a podcast. <laughs> um, just it's just it's not a podcast. <laughs> it's just chatting. There, people are gonna look at the uh, <laughs> the timestamps on this episode and be like, "Whoa, they really <laughs> they really took their time getting there, huh?" <laughs> well, but you were talking about marketing and when we talk about when when I was thinking about this topic of just like what it means to I we we have said don't don't be a bummer, right? That's like a general good like life yes. just mm-hmm. don't be a bummer. Like yep. when I, wherever you're headed do your best to not be a bummer. Yeah. Um, I think it's great advice. And it's it's great because it's super clear. It's yeah. obvious. Now, while you're being a bummer, it's not always the most obvious. But all of us have a very clear definition that we yeah. can imagine Yeah. of what being a bummer is. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, so we just want to talk about, you know, instead of being a bummer, what should you be? Right. While you're busy not bumming everyone out <laughs> or maybe even bumming yourself out cuz let's acknowledge that we bum ourselves out yeah. quite frequently. Um the 
the thing to do instead is to be pleasant. Yeah. And when you were talking about marketing, it just, it made me think of how kind of the standard marketing towards women right now is the opposite of be pleasant. It's the complete opposite of that. Right. And I, it's the, so that there's a social construct telling you to be pleasant. So you need to not be pleasant. You need a burp and be rude and be, (laughs) I think just be tough, be, be masculine. Right. Uh, not necessarily in a good way. Yeah. Not that that's the actual definition. That's not what our definition of masculinity is necessarily, but the world defined masculinity. Right. And then they're like, and then they defined femininity and they, and because there's this weird equality push, that's not actually equality. It's just wanting to become like men. Right. It's just kind of that like toughness. I think my generation for sure. I mean, especially just the riot girl culture of the nineties, like being tough and like edgy, that was the way to be. Right. And I do think that's a far pendulum swing. So you kind of had this, this idea in the fifties that women are to just be more of like just an adornment mm-hmm. um, than like flesh and blood actualization of the glory of man in the world. Right. Which like the glory being the glory of man isn't just adorning like being pretty or like making things pretty. That's mm-hmm. certainly part of it, but you have a, a narrow idea of what glory is, right? If you think women are just to be quiet and look pretty. Right. Okay. But then because we had such a stiff reaction to that, we swung all the way to the opposite end where it's like, we don't want to be just adornment, which is actually a fine sentiment. But now it's right. like, now we're not going to adorn anything. We are going right. to be tough, gruff, ugly, butch. Right. Don't tell us to smile. Don't tell us to be pleasant. I don't talk tell about us... whatever I want to talk about. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of just gross and rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, that is, has been so normal. And I think it's such a rejection of real femininity. Right. Which I do think can include toughness but it there is a female toughness that's very yeah. specific well and then of course what we forget about is that there are just some things no one should do yeah yeah wow that's what a what a thought <laughs> like tell us more joy like it doesn't matter if you see if for hundreds of years you've seen a man doing the wrong thing it doesn't mean that you're going to achieve equality or break through some social construct by suddenly doing the wrong thing as well. Right. There's stuff that there is a standard for just uh, Mm -hmm. pleasantness, which means again, it's obvious, you know, and it may not be obvious in every single little example or visualization of pleasantness, but we all understand what's pleasant and what's not pretty quickly. Yeah. We've all met someone who we've instantly been like, whether we consciously thought this person is such a pleasant person and I'm really enjoying our conversation. Mm-hmm. And we've all met someone mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like, oh, wow, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm uncomfortable. Well, and the spectrum goes on, like even to the point where it's like, yep. I don't want to hang out with that person anymore and I don't want you hanging out with that person anymore. Um, <laughs> it's just, uh, in a way, I do think all of us 
because of the whole sort of like authenticity Mm, movement uh uh, and being your real self, which is all just tied to like um, self-actualizing and stuff like that. I think in general, we just all of us just kind of do things that well, regardless, basically we don't, I'm not saying that you need to put on a show when you're hanging out with people No, to make them think you're better than you are or whatever. But the point is, is that there is, um, I think there is more of a standard than our culture would let you believe. I think that, um, cause I, th- it really extends. I think you, you'd see it. Um, we're seeing it now more and more. Um, and I can think of examples that aren't just like brash, rude behavior, but like, oh, like I'm just antisocial. So whenever I go to a party, I just don't talk to anyone and I'm on the verge of tears the whole night. Sure. I'm just, I'm super shy. So I don't like talking to anybody and that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. It was like, well, what do you, what do you mean? Okay. I'm not saying yeah. you have to, like, before you walk into church or before you walk into work, you have to be like, okay, let's be someone who I'm not. Let's just pretend <laughs> all day that everything's great and I'm fun. Right. And that's not at all what we're talking about. Right. And that's what the culture teaches you that I'm talking about right, right. now, which is this, like, weird fake. Right. Um, because you can't, the point is, is they're saying you can't be happy unless you're being your true self. Right. But the point is, is some of us, all of us have moments where our true self needs to change. Right. Well, <laughs> and you know, something that I think about on that topic is just, you know, when people say they prefer like their pets to people, what they're saying is they, they prefer that what's been created like four footed beasts and crawling animals, as Paul talks about in Romans one, to the creator not that other humans are the creator but we are the image of god Mm -hmm. so if you prefer four-footed beasts and crawling animals to image bearers i do think that is partially a rejection of the creator because you don't want to be around his image right um but it's also just a really weird well it's also a rejection of of accountability well it's prideful because at the end of the day like you are a person saying that you don't like people you'd rather be with yourself like you're the only image bearer that you can be comfortable around it's very narcissistic yes um and it denies as long as i'm the as long as i can stand myself (laughs) right then i'm fine which just so you know (laughs) most of the unpleasant people i know also cannot stand themselves (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, that's absolutely a part of it. But it just, as Christians, that you're, here's the deal. You are going to go spend the rest of eternity with other image bearers. Right. You are not on your way. Heaven is not just you and the Lord for eternity. Heaven is going to be filled with other people. And I know that sin will be removed, and that will remove a lot of right. problems. And right. I, I don't think I can underestimate. I can't understate that. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it you know Jesus says, "How do you know? How can you tell who his people are 
It's that they have love for each other. Mm -hmm. So if you are not capable of being pleasant, even even being pleasant around the people that Jesus has called you to love, he says you're not even going to be able to be recognized as one of his followers. And that is obviously not a good place to be. Like Christians that are okay with being in that place mm-hmm. um, are really deep in sin and right. they have a really poor theology of the church yeah, of the bride. I mean, you cannot love Jesus and hate his bride. Yeah. Right. Usually there's, I think there's a lot of emotional idolatry <clears throat> happening in instances like that. And obviously of course, emotions can create, there is a physiological effect <laughs> Um, and so we've even gone in our culture, of course, as far as to pathologize mm-hmm. um, idolatry mm-hmm. of emotions and just how you feel and feeling uncomfortable and feeling um, like you don't want to be somewhere and you don't want to put on a show for anybody. Um, and, you know, to some extent, like you, sh- you absolutely, well, you absolutely should not be putting on a show. And of course, there is a, there is an appropriate time when we say pleasant we mean don't be boring. Don't always be negative. Have interesting things to say that aren't meaningless or gossip or that are, that contribute to something. Ask people questions about themselves, have a legitimate interest in the people around you. Um, And so of course (laughs) um, there are there, there are appropriate moments where, it can you can go to your friend and it can be about you. Oh, it sure. Can, where you are, ju- and yeah, you know, and especially um, when you're in when you're in sin and you're asking for accountability. Yeah. Over sin, there are going to be times when you when you interact with other people and it's not pleasant and it's not in that ever like, going to be pleasant. In that like fun <laughs> sense, I think right. that the sense of pleasant that we're trying to describe. Uh, is so pleasant, uh, also related to the word pleasing, being pleasing. And I think the ultimate goal is being pleasing to the Lord. Right. So in an instance where you are going to a friend about sin, right, that is pleasing mm-hmm. to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and it might be uncomfortable for other people. They might not. It might not be like the most fun you've ever had. Right. Um, sometimes being pleasant involves being fun. Yeah. But I think if we're if we're going to define the word as being pleasant is being pleasing to the Lord, that means that even when we're doing difficult things that aren't fun, confronting sin, encouraging a friend, like things that maybe are heavy, um, you you could you are still being pleasant, right? If you're being pleasing, right, to the Lord, um, and so ultimately we know what pleases the Lord. Well, he says that for women, a gentle and quiet spirit is pleasing to the Lord. Are you cultivating that? What does that even mean? If you don't know what that means, how can you cultivate it? Um, How can you pursue it? And I think obviously being born as a female means that you have your marching orders in terms of certain things. You are to be feminine. That's Mm -hmm. an easy one. That's pleasing to the Lord, right? Um, being pleasant uh, in a feminine way. So you can, and I think I said that I mentioned earlier, um, there is a feminine toughness. Like 
being tough uh, should look different for for men and women. Yeah, I my toughness should look different than my husband's toughness. Mm -hmm. But um, and a lot of t I do think in a lot of instances it's very appropriate for the husband to be tough for the family. Right, and so that job doesn't even need to publicly arrive to the yeah at the woman's feet like yeah but i think of like um just the work of the home the emotional labor that's involved uh women shouldn't you know as you pursue your job with your children with your husband at home there should be a mental toughness there an emotional strength there yeah. that's hard to mm -hmm. that's what being gentle is right it's kind of being uh, immovable in the right ways right um and pursuing and that that is that is a feminine toughness mm -hmm. um that is i think godly to pursue and it does make you more pleasant yeah. I mean, what is more pleasant than spending a lot of time around somebody who has no emotional or mental strength? Um, it's tough to be that person. Yeah. It's tough to be around that person. And it's going to be unpleasant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, somebody who's mm -hmm. out of control. and Well, it's interesting that you brought up gentleness because I was thinking of peace mm. as like a good representation of... Um, pleasant being, being pleasant, pleasant as well just someone yeah. that is not f fretting someone who is someone who i mean it's and it's it's really which when we read uh the fruitful life by jerry bridges i definitely made a connection between peace and gentleness mm -hmm. um and uh great book totally recommend it yep. <laughs> um read it so i think it's funny that we both brought those up because there's some crossover there which is just like tough immovable planted um mm -hmm. not someone that's like constantly flying around and unsure and um so yeah there there's a pleasantness just even about like someone knowing what they're getting with you oh <laughs> and, yeah um and just i i mean i don't know i guess i think like in terms of peace just lack of it's not a total lack of concern but it's like a lack of worry mm -hmm. um and just uh like which obviously we're talking about fruits of the spirit here so when you are being pleasing to god these things are going to naturally right. be the fruit right. that you produce um but yeah that's a huge part of it i think is of being pleasant is not coming with a bunch of baggage mm -hmm. on your back and hunkered down and mm -hmm. like when your friend has you over mm -hmm. if they know that <laughs> you're bringing everything hanging around your neck into their house with you <laughs> that's uh yeah. that's just kind of unpleasant and again we're not what we're not suggesting and what we will never suggest is fakeness and hypocrisy and saying one thing but doing another thing mm -hmm. um no we're suggesting personal responsibility if right. you're carrying around a lack of peace and baggage and emotional this and, emo and all the stuff that you haven't dealt with properly or given to the Lord, that isn't that You're not being responsible mm -mm. for yourself, for your situations. Yeah. Um, and that's not pleasing to the Lord. He doesn't want you carrying around, you know, a baggage and being miserable. And, you know, that's, those are not things that are from the Lord. And I think, 
everybody knows. I think if you really thought about it, you can be honest with yourself about when you're being unpleasant and when you're specifically choosing to be. And you already have all the justifications and excuses for it ready to go. Those need to be thrown away. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be faced and dealt with that you are called as a Christian to be pleasing to the Lord. Yeah. Which means you're going to be pleasant to be around. Now, granted, unbelievers are not going to think you're pleasant to be around. Right. They're going to think that you stink of death. (laughs) Um, if I can paraphrase it that way. <laughs> and that's fine, actually. Uh, yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If you're being pleasing to the Lord and it stinks to those that hate the Lord, well, that's, that's what great. you see a lot nowadays is this weird game where you sort of censor and rewrite scripture mm-hmm. because your goal is that you're pleasing, you're to, pleasing man. to everybody. Yeah. Who And that's just not, that's not going to no. work it can't it's not possible no (laughs) you will serve god or mammon so those are your options Mm -hmm. okay well i didn't tell them anything up front i wasn't like hey you can leave a voicemail you guys know my voicemail number 470-465 sometimes the episodes go this way i know 470-465-0475 you can leave us a voicemail um, we would appreciate your support. You can do that at patreon.com slash sheologians. And while you're there, you can hang out with us on Wednesdays live as we discuss uh, Total Truth by Nancy Piercy. It's been a mm-hmm. great time so far. And never forget that everyone else in book club is actually what makes it super fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very pleasant They're very pleasant. Time. Our book club readers are very pleasant. Um, and you can also support us at shopsheologians.com and make fun of feminists at the same time in a cute t-shirt, which just sounds like a really winning (laughs) thing to me. Okay. Not make fun of feminists, but you know, just like let everyone know that you're not one. Anyway, that's it for this (laughs) week. (laughs) You can see us all next week. Wait, we'll see you next week. And well, they pretty much never see us because it's just a recording. That's true. They see, they edit in their heads. Our <laughs> we faces just imagine in. us smiling. Okay, bye. <laughs> Stars shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper, I love you. Birds singing in the sycamore tree. Dream a little dream of